Hi, welcome to the Emotional Stuff Podcast, hosted by Dr. Marcus Motley, clinical psychologist and positive psychology coach. Here you'll get powerful stories, techniques, strategies, tips, and targeted recommendations on how to effectively deal with anger, sadness, grief, anxiety, jealousy, fear, and other minor, major, intensely difficult, and disempowering emotions. Listen to the Emotional Stuff Podcast, read our blog, and begin to heal your hurt, manage your emotions, deal effectively with difficult people, handle stress better, and fully empower yourself to change and grow in the ways that you really want to. Dr. Motley helps you to remove the emotional chains that are shackling you. Hello, this is Marcus Motley with another episode of the Emotional Stuff Podcast. This is a show where we discuss the best tips, techniques, and strategies on how to deal with your emotional stuff. We talk about how not to let your emotional stuff derail you or deter you or put you on a detour from your destiny or weaken your resolve to maximize your potential. And most importantly, we talk about how to use your emotions to empower yourself, to connect with others, to make positive changes, and to get what you deeply desire from your life. Who is in control, you or the emotion? I was standing in the checkout lane of a supermarket when a loud argument broke out at the cash register. It appears that the cashier had mistakenly rung up an item three times. How that happened, no one, not even she, knew. But she made matters worse by insisting that she take out all the already bagged items and re-examine them. The customer, a small, middle-aged woman, had apparently been trying not to explode. She was gripping her handbag, biting her lips, fidgeting from one foot to the other and taking deep breaths. She failed in her efforts at self-control. The cashier angrily mumbled something under her breath, gave the customer a look, and slammed her cash register's drawer shut, then turned to pack items in the customer's grocery bag. The customer grabbed the cashier's arm and flung it off the bag of items while screaming obscenities. A manager came running to the cashier's stand and tried to placate the woman. She jumped in his face, gesticulating wildly, screaming at the top of her voice, and had him stumbling and backtracking. It took 20 minutes before two security guards and two police officers could remove her from the area, still angry, still fuming, and still waving her hands wildly. The cashier had apparently erred, not once, but three times, and had responded with an attitude when the customer challenged her. But the woman's angry outbursts and actions had certainly not helped her case. I heard later that the cashier was on medical leave and was suing the supermarket and the customer as a result of the incident. The customer sued the security guards, the security company, the cashier, and the supermarket for a huge eight-figure sum. So, when incidents like this occur, we must ask ourselves, who is in control? How am I responding Am I aware of verbal and nonverbal responses? 
If I continue with this emotional reaction, what will be the outcome? What could be the outcome? What might be the outcome? These are a few examples of the key set of right questions that we must ask ourselves. So, how about you? Are you really in control? Now, to answer this, I'd like you to look past your ego. Look past your I-ness and try to answer that question. Don't try to answer that question by making a defense for your feeling, for your emotion, or the resulting behaviors and actions. Avoid highlighting your right to respond any way you feel like to an infringement that you perceive. The real question is, did you send for the feeling that you had or the emotion that you exhibited? Did you select the feeling or emotion from a choice of many different potential candidates? Or did it just emerge, burst forth and came out as words or actions? And did you think to quieten it, to hold it at bay, to decide whether you wanted it or not? Or did you just embrace it, the feeling or the emotion, I mean, because it came forth from you? And because it came from you, then, of course, you accepted it as representing you and who you are. And then, of course, you followed it up by rationalizing your right to have your feelings, your right to your emotions, and your right to respond the way you did because you felt wronged or hurt or infringed on or because someone stepped on your toes or dissed you. If you really, really, really think and deeply believe that you are in control, then consider this. The question of who is in control involves not just your emotions, but includes your thoughts and the images in your head. So, for example, right now, as you listen to this podcast, there are thoughts popping into your head. Some of them are related to what I'm saying, while others are related to something else entirely. So, are you in control of those thoughts? How is it that they just showed up in your conscious awareness? Did you send for them? Did you say to yourself, hmm, well, right now I'm going to think about such and such and such? Well, I doubt that very much. Most of your thoughts arise like a mist in your head from nether reaches of your vast brain. The problem is that they don't go away easily. They are hard to control and even harder to get rid of. And so what do you do? You follow the thoughts, then you interact with the thoughts, and then the thoughts trigger feelings, and then the feelings trigger behaviors and actions. So you have now moved from thoughts which you didn't send for and which belong to, well, who knows where they came from. And from those unbidden thoughts, you now have feelings which gradually or suddenly have now taken over your body. And those feelings prompt and convince you and persuade you to respond by taking actions which you are now forced to own, and sometimes actions which you, well, which you will regret later. So what do you have here? You have unbidden thoughts, unbidden feelings, and actions which clearly you must now own. 
That's called the think, feel, do cycle. Thoughts, feelings, actions. Now here is a not-so-subtle different process. First, you may have unbidden feelings arising in your body, to unbidden thoughts emerging from your brain, to actions which you take based on those thoughts and feelings, actions again which you may later regret. Now that's called the feel-think-do cycle. Here's one more process. Now, this one is probably very familiar to you. You have unbidden feelings and you move from those feelings to intense actions and behaviors. In other words, you feel something and you act on it. Then, you think about it later. And you say to yourself, why why the hell did I do that? That's called the feel-do and think about it later cycle. Now I can go much, much, much deeper into this, as I do with some of my clients and people whom I coach. Suffice it to say that I suggest that you begin to pay closer attention to who is really in control of your feelings and emotions and thoughts. Maybe I should really ask, what is really in control versus Who is in control? But that's for another article and or podcast. It is not easy to get to the point when you can stop yourself in the middle of these unbidden, unsummoned thoughts, feelings, emotional actions and reactions and behaviors to ask yourself these questions. It takes practice, the kind of practice that I give to help leaders and others become emotionally competent. There is a widespread need for everyone, not just executive managers and supervisors, to get training so that they can learn to respond and behave differently from how they feel or how they think. Let's say that again. You must learn to respond and behave differently from how you feel, and certainly differently from how you think. Hi, thanks for listening to another episode of the Emotional Stuff Podcast, hosted by Dr. Marcus Motley. Listen, if you need private, personalized information, techniques, or strategies that are designed specifically to help you or a friend or a loved one, then please contact Dr. Motley at empowerme at hotmail.com. That's M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E at hotmail.com. Or go to the website at emotionalstuff.com, emotional, S-H-T-U-F-F dot com, and leave a private comment or make a specific confidential request. Remember, you can always contact Dr. Motley for private and confidential coaching and counseling assistance.